conversations with inspiring women about their stories and the neon colors that they have to share. This is the Neon Woman Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Neon Woman Podcast. It is time for a bonus episode. In fact, the last episode of season four. My bonus guest this week is Alora Lovelight. Alora joins me to discuss her origin story, her journey as a songwriter, her creative process when she writes her music, what inspires her writing. We also discuss her current single and, of course, what it means to be a neon woman. I really connected with Alora during our conversation and I loved the wisdom that she shared during our chat. I really hope you enjoy it too. Here it is. Alora, welcome to the Neil Woman podcast. I'm Thank super you. excited to talk to you. Me too. I'm glad to be here. I always start with the same question for everyone because I feel like we're all known in the world for what we do. But I'd love to know who is Alora in the world aside from what you do? Oh, I love that as a first question. Um, who is Alora? Well, I would say that I strive to be a woman who represents empowerment and confidence and love and light and um, just living your best best life. And, and that's what I try to do as an example and live my life that way. And I would say that's who I am. I'm very spiritual. So I'm very much in touch with that inner self um, that doesn't have a name or a face or a body. And um, I, I feel like that's Alora. That's my real true self. And I try to exhibit those characteristics that I believe that we all have. Um, but there's like this pureness, right? Of like goodness and kindness and like that version that that comes from the energy that creates this universe is so pure and so perfect and so calming and peaceful and beautiful and pure. And um, I, I would say that's what I try to represent in the human physical form. <laughs> I love that so much. Let's go back a bit to your origin story, because yep. I really believe that your upbringing really shapes the paths you choose to go down or the paths you choose to not go down as well. Definitely. Um, sorry. So your question is. Just tell me a little bit about your origin story, like sure, sure. how you grew up, what, yeah. what kind of influenced the paths you went down? Yeah. Um, well, music was always very heavily um, in my life. My dad was a business professor for many years and my mom is a music teacher. So I was kind of say like music business kind of picked me. And um, I grew up singing. I grew up playing the piano. I grew up like really interested in musical instruments and arrangements and different parts and writing. And um, I grew up in a small town. So that was part of it. I was like very much the president of the high school choir and involved in the church choir. And my mom, you know, is the church organist. And um, that's kind of, I would say my origin. I have three brothers, so that definitely shapes me, no sisters. Um, so that that kind of made me have the, um, I would say, ability to go into the music industry 
um, having, you know, been cut. I think you're right. People turn out to be different people, depending on like, do they have brothers? Do they have Mm -hmm. sisters? What kind of family do they come from? So, um, I did, I grew up in the church that was very much, um, shaped who I am and where I went. And, um, the music definitely was always there always forever. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. (laughs) Well, this podcast is all about the neon colors that women have to share. I love that. But sometimes our neon colors get dimmed for various reasons. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you have a story where your neon colors were dimmed and what your journey was to kind of brighten them again? Mm, Beautiful question. Um, Yes, unfortunately, the music industry has a way (laughs) of dimming that. And I think it uh, makes you that much stronger when you realize you can turn up your own light, right? So, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes, I have no idea who said this, but I heard somewhere somebody say, we're like glow sticks. And when we're broken is when we really glow the brightest. Mm -hmm. And that really always resonated with me of like, I've been through a lot of stuff with the music industry. Um, You know, growing up, I was not a diva. I was not, a. I was shy. I was kind of uncomfortable. I, I knew I was good at music. Like that was my thing. And people didn't really bother me because they were like, she might be famous someday. <laughs> but it, you know, that I was like, not in the click. I was not in the cool group. So that was definitely a part of that dimming, I think was my own self dimming. Mm. You know, we forget, or like either we forget, or we're never told that we have our own hand on the dimmer switch. And when you realize that is when you get to say, oh, well, let me see how bright it goes. But until you do, um, which is really ties into why I do all of the things that I do with my company and with my courses and all of that, because I spent a lot of time with that light dimmed, not feeling good about myself, um, you know, I have lost a lot of weight since I was a kid and I was just uncomfortable. And so that's a long way of saying that, you know, I feel like there's been various things throughout my life that have really had me feeling not good about myself. And I would say that my spiritual journey is a huge reason that I claimed my own power back and claimed my own light switch, if we, if we will, um, to say, you know, it, it, it doesn't take away from somebody else for your light to be bright. Mm. And we all control our own level of shine. And so for me to shine as bright as possible has no bearing on how bright your light is, right. Or mm. somebody else or, our, or your listeners. Um, and, and so that on my spiritual journey was a big part of me realizing, oh, I control this and I'm going to make it as bright as it can be. I love that. That's like the best answer ever to that question. Yeah. Oh, good. And sometimes I'm like, am I rambling? Well, you're an R&B artist. Tell me about, you, you said you grew up musical, but tell me about how you got into the music industry and how you kind of broke into such a difficult industry. It was hard. Um, It's not one break. You know what I mean? There is no one 
there might be like something that sets you above or gives you a little jump start or whatever. But um, I think that the realization of knowing that it's not, you know, I've had a journey for several years doing music in this realm of being an artist and being in the industry. And I think that the best like way I broke in is that I, I just didn't give up. I, I kept hammering away, you know, at chipping away at that break of it'll break. You just, you gotta, you know, give it a, a few really good whacks. It's not one and done. Um, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to try. There's a lot to make a mistake on and then learn from, you know, I think a lot of artists stop after one fail or one big mistake or one big embarrassment or one big expectation that you think this is going to happen. This is my big break. It doesn't happen. And a lot of people will say, Oh, not for me. And it's like, that's really, I think how the industry kind of weeds itself out is that there is a level of breaking through and continuously breaking through. I didn't have one big break. I have had many years of constantly reworking what I'm trying. Try this. Okay, that kind of works, but I should do this. Try this. I, you know, I played in, in bars and, and gigged a lot for many years, um, which, you know, I was making money as a musician. It wasn't leveling my career up, but it was leveling me up as an artist. So, you know, it's like, some people do have that big break where they get signed by a record deal. And, but for me, I've always said like longevity has always been the goal for me. I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like I'm not trying to have one hit wonder. I'm not trying to have a quick million dollar contract that, you know, is over 20 year period. And you really make, you know, $50,000 a year. I'm trying to really do not trying, but I'm really doing this for my life. And so I often compare it to a diet of, you know, lots of people lose weight on a fad diet. Lots of people lose 50 pounds in a month. And it's like, yes, is that possible? Sure. Does it, is it like sustainable? Mm. Is it much better to like learn healthy habits and have a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like my career has been like the slow, healthy lifestyle <laughs> type. Yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. It's, it's exactly that. It's a lifestyle. It's not just a one hit, you know, big break opportunity. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what's your creative process for writing songs? Ooh, well, it's changed a little bit in the last um, few years. I have, you know, I am classically trained. I, I play the piano. I have from a very young age. I, you know, play a lot of musical instruments. I went to school for music. I studied, like my degree is in music composition. So I really went to school to study how to write a song um, and orchestrate it and write all the parts and all of that. But um, so that has been my creative process for many years is to sit down at the piano, find a chord progression and go from there. As an R&B artist, I've really challenged myself in the last few years to say, hmm, you know, I am classically trained and 
you know, right down to the bare bones of like an instrument, but really the wave of the industry right now is not writing on a musical instrument. It's writing with a beat program or writing, you know, in that style. So that's not my natural instinct, but doing that has really made me a better writer. So in more recent, you know, in the last year or two, I, I really like almost like an exercise for my brain to say, let me find a beat and see if I can write to it. And that's how a lot of people do it these days, but it's backwards to me, mm-hmm. but that's really the, the current, you know, if I want my music to really connect in the realm of what's going on, on the radio right now, that's really a good way for me to say, well, I, I have the fundamentals of music. So I know that, and I can kind of develop that around a current beat or something like that. So that's been my current creative process right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, And what gives you inspiration to write music? Everything. (laughs) Um, A lot of times it's about my life. Other times it's about, you know, as a songwriter, like the, the special gift of a songwriter is that you really tap into emotions in um, a different way than maybe the average person. So if I have a friend or, or a family member who I see going through something, I really, really connect to things like that. And sometimes that'll turn into a song where I'm like, how do I help this person? I don't know what to do. I'm going to write a song. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, you're also a course creator as well tell me about that and how did that come about and what course did you create oh well I have three courses through love light sound music um one of them is well the first course that I created is called unseen queen and it's based on my life (laughs) and it's for teen girls and I, I work with teen girls to learn how singing songwriting and performance really impacts their confidence and influences the way that they show up for themselves and and in class. And, you know, as I developed my career, I realized people ask me a lot, like, how did you go from being this shy, uncomfortable girl to like playing on stage in front of thousands of people? Like, you know, like that, that's not everybody does that. So it made me reflect on like, how did I do that? And um, I think that a lot of the skills I learned from being a performer translated into my life, which gave me the confidence to go and perform. It was a cycle, right? So I learned about these techniques and, and what was necessary to stand nice and tall and command the stage and, you know, have bigger movements than you would anticipate. Um, And I realized, oh, it's making me have better eye contact. It's making me speak more clearly. It's making me, and, and so I had a few people come to me and ask, will you coach my daughter? And, you know, I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, And I, when I would meet them every single time, I would be like, oh my gosh, this girl is me. Like she's me 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And um, so that's been really fun. I love working with the girls and they always have this like aha moment. Like I'm a queen. (laughs) And I love that moment there. It's totally priceless. Um, and then the two other courses I have is the willing creative, which is a course where we have bi-monthly meetings, 
Um, it's for anybody who's creative. And just to say, you know, so first I had created my course, Make Money, Make, make Music, Make Money. That course is for musicians to learn how to make an income through like gigs and things like that, which I did for many years. And, and I made great money doing it. It was my full-time thing. Um, so I like to share that with other musicians to say, if you have a passion for music and you love it and you could play, you know, a solid amount of songs, we can get you going where you can make some really good income doing that. And a lot of people have reservations about, well, you know, I don't have a big following or I don't have tons of equipment or all this stuff. And it's like, well, you, you don't need that. And so that's what we go through in that course. And that one's automated. So people buy it and then they just go through it when they want um, at their pace. And it walks you step by step how to organize yourself. And a lot of people have said to me, well, can I just go to like an open mic and get a gig? And I'm like, Probably. Yes. But if you want to be consistent and you really want to get asked back, like when I was doing it, I had 15 different places that I played every single month. And so it's like you have to, there, there is a technique. There is, you know, some strategy that goes into that. Um, and then so that's all to say. I would have musicians come to me and say, you know, this course, like I kind of I already play gigs. I kind of know. But they would ask me, how do you put yourself out there. How do you, and so then I, I ended up saying, well, I do these things. Um, and so that turned into the willing creative, which is really cool. It's just a group of collective people who are all creative and it's, um, just a breaking down of what are our limiting beliefs? Why aren't we putting ourselves out there? Why aren't we asking for that opportunity? Like what's the worst that could happen? And just breaking those down into a place where, people are, are pushing themselves past the limit that they have put on themselves, but is not real, you know? So yeah. those are the places to go. Yeah. Amazing. And I love how it interlinks with your life as a musician as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's all stemmed from, you know, I said to somebody in an interview the other day, I'll never teach a course on like something I haven't done. <laughs> so like, transformation for the girls, definitely something I've, I've been through and, and done and feel confident to share with them. Same thing with making money as a musician. Like I've done it. I made thousands of dollars as a gigging musician. So I can teach that. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is all stemmed from who I am and what I've been through and the journey. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, you released a single back in September now. I'm not sure if it's still your current single but it is only for a little longer then there's a new one coming <laughs> tell me about your current single um the current single is called erodicy it came out in september like you said it is doing fantastically well I i'm thrilled with the success that it has had um it's kind of edgy it's dancey club type song it's a lot different than music i've made in the past but it was such a fun, empowering song to do that was just like, this is me and being a woman is cool and fun and beautiful and sexy and classy. And um, that was the intention. You know, the word erotice is actually not a real word, <laughs> which a lot of people, well, people are either surprised by that or they're like, do you know that that's not a real word? And I'm like, yes, we know. Um, we did that on purpose. So yeah, we wanted it to be 
cool and sexy and fun, but also like really creative and like, it's not even a word, but it makes you feel some type of way and it makes you dance, you know, in a, in a fun way. And so I'm excited about it. It's on a hundred radio stations that I know of right now. It's on a hundred radio stations um, worldwide. And it's in, I think 17 or 18 different countries. Wow. And we just, yeah, we just had um, a few people who had shared the audio on TikTok and their videos went viral. So it, it's been heard by like 4 million people on TikTok, which is really, really cool. TikTok's this amazing phenomenon. That- it's crazy. I'm like, 4 million? How many people is that? Yeah, it's That's insane. Awesome. Oh, that's so crazy. Well, what do you hope your music brings to people who listen to it? Mm. I would say that, like, that. I love your first question, right? Nobody has ever led with that. So I commend you on, on your creativity. But um, all my music, my courses, myself, my interviews, everything, the, the goal is to inspire people to be authentic and be true to themselves and to not care what other people think and like embrace yourself, who you are. You know, we started this conversation and I had told you I'm very in touch with that spiritual energy. And I feel like, you know, our hair and our, our skin color and our sexuality, it all takes away from like, who are you? as a person um and what is it that you want to do and experience in this life you know I I was uh, working on an article because I also write um and I was working on an article the other day and I was doing some research for it and and one of the articles I had read was about this book called the five regrets of the dying and I don't know if you know this but the number one regret that people on their deathbed say, I wish I had the courage to live the life that I wanted to live. Yeah, man. And I'm like, don't wait, don't wait until your deathbed, do it now. There's like, you know, people think when they visualize a deathbed, it's like, oh, I'm 90 and I'm wrinkly and I'm, you know, who knows that could be tomorrow. That could be the next day. Lord willing, it's not, but you know, I keep telling people like, we just have to stop living like so fast and loose with this, you know, this game called life. It's very precious. And um, it's worth doing what you love every day. And because I feel like I hopefully won't leave tomorrow. But but if I did, I would feel like, yeah, I had a really cool life, you know, And, and I a lot of people judged me or didn't think that I should pursue certain things or, and I didn't listen ever. (laughs) And my mother will tell you that that's true. Um, And I'm so glad that I, I just didn't listen to their fears, their insecurities, their worries. Like I did, I made mistakes and I, I embarrassed myself and I disappointed things. And I still like got out there and tried and did it and failed and learned and, I'm still really young. <laughs> like I feel like I have a lot of life left. Um, but, but that's always the goal for the music, for the, I know I kind of got off on whatever, but for the music in general, it's like, I want people to feel like loving their life after they hear a lower love life. Yeah. 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 I love that. <laughs>
My last question before the bonus questions that I ask everyone. Oh, yes. What is the most surprising thing you've learned about yourself through all the seasons of your life? Oh, gosh. (laughs) So many things. Um, The most surprising thing. Hmm. I would say that I have more resilience than I would have guessed. (laughs) I've been beaten down by some of those, you know, you asked about those things that dim your light. And sometimes they really hurt. They really knock you down. They really turn it all the way down. Um, And I think I've surprised myself at how many times I've gotten up and said, no, I'm not going to quit. You know, I've been really close. I've had days where, you know, I I hate it and I want to throw in the towel and I'm sad, I'm tired and it's not going, nothing's going to plan and all of those things. But I think the lesson that I've learned is like, you can do it, you know? And I think I try to tie that into this empowerment and everything like that, because I think we have more guts than we think we do. We have more resilience than we think we do to, not care what other people think, to do what we love, to make a mistake and get back up. Like we can do it. And I think I'm an example of that. Do you love poetry? Have you ever just wanted a little bit of inspiration to start your day? A Poem a Day by Low Mackett is that magical book of inspiration you've been looking for. One poem a day for every day of the year. Available now on Amazon. Go and get your copy today. For more information, go to lowmacket.com or neonwoman.com. Let's get into the bonus questions. I love oh, yeah. to ask everyone. Yes. What is the one song you play to brighten your neon colours? Mm. I um, love anything off the Miseducation of Lauren Hill album. I know mm-hmm. all the words to that entire record. <laughs> And it always makes me so happy when it's on the radio. Amazing. I have a playlist on Spotify, so I normally add like a particular song from every guest. Just you pick. Go listen to that whole album and you pick. Amazing. What about love is wild to you? Hmm. Everything. (laughs) Love has a mind of its own, doesn't it? Yes. Um, I think it's wild in, in the most beautiful way. I think it pulls you in directions that you wouldn't wouldn't anticipate it grounds you in ways that you wouldn't anticipate um you know I think like when you say wild I when you say wild and love in the same sentence my brain goes to wildflower and I'm not sure why but I just think of like a wildflower that's just like growing unapologetically and I think love is is like that I love that yeah what about your fashion sense is original Oh, um, I, I think that I draw on a bunch of different people that turns it into my style. So like, I would say that my fashion is influenced by, um, like Kim K and Jennifer Lopez is a big one. Sierra. I really like her style. Um, women who are like really sexy, but classy and like confident and really badass women. Um, so that's, I think that's what makes it unique. It's a little bit of all of those people. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Everyone hates that question, but I think really interesting. Yeah. 
It is interesting because your style is totally a reflection of your personality. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do to keep your mindset magnificent? Oh, um, well, I meditate every single day. Definitely necessary for a magnificent mindset. I'm still working um, on meditating. Oh, girl. Even if you do it for five minutes, just get yourself to like a place where you kind of feel out of your body and it will really center your like it really puts things in perspective where you're like, oh, all of those things I'm worried about actually don't matter. <laughs> I'm just going to be present. It, it just helps me be present throughout the day, be present with you, be present with, you know, my my coaching clients with all of that. With If I'm on stage, um, that really, really centers me and helps my mind like not be clouded. And then I also, I go outside every single day. I love to be in nature. I love the water. I, I'm like from a beach town. So anytime I can get near like the water or to the ocean, mm, that's my happy place. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Where is the most adventurous place you've traveled to? Oh, adventurous place I've traveled to. Hmm. I, you know, my goal for 2022 is a lot of travel. Now that the world is opening back up, that's the goal. My favorite like place that I've spent most of my adventures, I lived in Los Angeles for about four and a half years. And California has like mountains, ski resorts, beach, city, you know, Malibu, everything. You can really go hiking and snowboarding and to the beach like in the same day. So I would say that's definitely the most adventurous like time of my life. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go to LA. It's, I feel like it's just an experience in itself. It's so great. It's like, ugh, everybody's chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's so healthy. Like I know. Right. Yeah, definitely. It is. <laughs> it's easy to stay healthy when you live in LA because it's like the sun's out. You want to be outside. You want to go to the beach. Like it's, it's just, I feel like it's easier. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What is necessary to you to have a healthy lifestyle and healthy means something different for everyone. Hmm. I think a good mindset is really important and just being centered, not being concerned about lots of other things. Um, I think that it's a whole holistic approach, mind, body, spirit. I think you need to feed your body with healthy things, with water, with healthy food. I mean, I'm, I love my cookies, but you know, I try to balance that with, with walking. I walk a ton. I walked five miles today. (laughs) Like I just walk, walk, walk. Yeah. Like I love, I love moving my body. Um, I think that's important and your spirit, your mind, you know, all of that is really, really important. Which woman or women are inspirational to you, famous or non-famous? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um, My mother, of course. She is a music teacher still to this day, and she has really impacted the lives of a lot of people. A lot of kids who felt like they didn't have a space and their room, her room, her, her program was like their home and she was a parent. And that really inspired, um, I think what I'm doing with my own version of that. Um, and then I just love women in the industry who like kick ass and take names. Like I love Lady Gaga. I think she is 
one to be reckoned with. I love Nicki Minaj. I think she holds her own and people give her a hard time about being a boss. And she's like, if I'm not a boss, nobody treats you like a boss, you know? Um, and just, just women like that. Rihanna is, you know, on that list. Beyonce is on that list. Um, I love Lauren Hill, of course. Whitney Houston is one of my all-time favorite, like, inspirations. I think she was a beautiful woman. And, um, yeah, anybody, like, in that category, for sure. And I have some really strong women in my life. Even my assistant, she's, like, such a badass woman, too. I love her. Amazing. Yeah. My last question. What does being a neon woman mean to you? Hmm. I think that... Um, you really nailed it when you talked about the brightness of our neon color, right? I really love like the, uh, visualization of that. And that's the goal. That's the goal for me, for us as public women, right? With a platform is to shine the brightest we can and say, look, this is my dimmer switch. It's turned all the way up and you can turn yours all the way up. And then it just is what it is. I'm not dimming your light. I think that's a really common misconception we're taught as women is like, be quiet, be humble, be this. And it's like loving myself and being beautiful and putting my lipstick on. And that doesn't take away from anything. If anything, it makes somebody else feel empowered. It makes somebody else feel beautiful. And like, they want to turn their light up, you know, that's what it means to me. Definitely. Amazing. (laughs) Laura, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Yes, it has. Where can people connect with you? Where can they listen to your music? Tell me everything. They can find me at Alora Lovelight on um, all social media. They can find me Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any ones I missed. If you Google at Alora Lovelight, you'll find me. And um, I do my best to really answer all the questions, the DMs, everything that I get um, so that I can really connect with people. That's truly my intention. And um, if they're interested in courses, they can go to lovelightsoundmusic.com. And all the courses are there. They can sign up. They can send a request to our team to ask a question if they're curious. A lot of times um, I'll chat with people or they can schedule like a call with one of my team so they can get a little more information. So that's um, at lovelightsoundmusic.com. And there's a whole bunch of, you can find my music at lovelightsoundmusic.com. There's some merchandise. There's all sorts of fun things. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. It's been So amazing to connect with you. Yes, thank you so much. I'm glad we finally got to chat. Thank you for listening to the Neon Woman podcast, a Neon Network production. Follow Neon Woman on Instagram and Facebook or check out neonwoman.com for all the latest episodes and so much more. Thanks for listening.